Everyone has their own unique views and needs when it comes to financial success. If you'd like to leave your financial woes behind and live a life of financial freedom, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Saving with Steve show, hosted by Steve Sexton. The show will help you with the ins and outs of money. We talk about financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars and keeping you up at night. We talk about money, tax reduction, saving more, spending less, 401ks, risk management, retirement, and everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. Now, here is your host of Saving with Steve, Steve Sexton. Hello, welcome to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money. Pretty much everything of the cent relates to you having a happier, healthy relationship with money. My name is Steve Sexton. I want to thank you for joining us today. Uh, we've exceeded the 600,000 uh, mark with listeners here in the United States from Florida to California. This is just wonderful. And we want to just thank you for sharing us with your friends and family. Uh, you know what? We also have over 80,000 listeners overseas between 54 countries. So we're very, very excited for that. Again, thank you for uh, just sharing us um, with everybody. Now, last episode was one heck of an episode. We had Crystal Lockwood. She's a mom of five who teaches moms how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. You know what? Um, She has a wonderful website called Motherhood Simplified. Uh, we did the episode last week. We had a lot of people go to viewers at savingwithsteve.us. That's viewers at savingwithsteve.us. Had tons of positive comments. Went to our website. Hey, you want to go check that out. If you'd like to go to the website and check out um, Krista Lockwood's segment on uh, Motherhood Simplified, you get episode 101. And you just go to savingwithsteve.us. Okay. Today, I'm going to be talking and unpacking that 8.7% inflation adjustment for Social Security, what it means, what things you should be looking at if you're about to take Social Security. Today, we have a very special guest. We have analyst for uh, Wallet Hub, Jill Gonzalez. Jill is a consumer finance expert, financial literacy advocate. She's going to help us unpack the 2022 travel survey, what's going on, what the issues are, and what you can do about where you can get the best credit card rates, the whole shot. Um, Jill has appeared, you know, she's appeared on um, NBC Nightly News, Fox Business News, Wall Street Live, C-SPAN, Wall Street Journal. Her take on consumer finance has been featured in publications like the New York Times, Washington Post, Fortune, and Kiplinger's. You've been around there, Jill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, been a, been around a little bit. Yeah, those are wonderful shows to be on. So congratulations for that. Now, we're going to have some busy travel dates fast approaching. We've got Thanksgiving, Christmas. we got the whole travel season next year. WalletHood announced the results of its 2022 winter travel survey. And I just, you know what, love for you to share that with us. What's going on? What are people thinking? What can people do about it? Absolutely. Yes. Winter travel coming around as it does every year, coming around with the holidays. But it's going to look a little bit different this year. A lot of people, 40% of people say that the Federal Reserve's rate hikes will affect their travel plans this year. Uh, 70% of people are worried about inflation when it comes to travel. So because of that, about 25%, more than one in four people plan to apply for a new credit card to save on winter travel. You know, there's a lot of good kind of bonus deals, a lot of good travel cards out there right now. And a lot of people plan to redeem rewards 
to help with winter holiday expenses, especially if you have a points or a miles card. And a lot of people, you know, we're mostly talking about traveling when we're looking at airfare, hotels. Nearly 60% of people say gas is too expensive for a road trip this winter. I can understand that. Uh, for many people, gas has gone up by more than $2 in the last couple of years, or well, last year or so. Um, and I, obviously it went down recently because uh, the Biden administration uh, opened up a lot of barrels of oil from the reserve. Question is how long that's going to last. When it comes to people's travel plans, and they're still looking to travel, Where's the best day? What less places to go about getting deals on travel? Are, are we seeing airlines dropping rates, trains, so on? Well, airlines are dropping rates slightly. It's not necessarily a great deal, right? I mean, they have upped prices so much over the past few months that they're still higher than they were, uh, but they have dropped just you know within the last couple of months from what they were. So right now is a little bit of a dip in air air travel. So if that's something that you're interested, I would look now, the closer that we get to the holidays, I think the more expensive it is going to be. Uh, You could find some good hotel deals, but again, we're getting into peak season. If you could be traveling off peak season, so right after the holidays, those would be, you know, good deals to really get behind. Trains, a little bit more expensive. You know, the trains right now understand that people are turning to them maybe instead of driving because gas is so expensive or instead of airfare. So that's actually one area that has gone up a little bit. And what about cruises? Are people booking cruises for next year? People are still booking cruises. There's not as many cruises to book. You know, the pandemic, I would say, took the harshest toll on cruises out of any other type of vacation. Uh, But there are still, you know, really good cruise deals because of that. There just simply are not as many uh, cruises on the cruise lines kind of running right now. So your routes might be a little more truncated or simply less routes to go for. Oh, I see. That, that during the pandemic, when uh, many of the airlines started shutting down some of the routes, there's more connections for everybody. Uh, I totally understand that. Now, when it comes to uh, the best travel credit cards, What are the ones, you know, what should people be looking at when it comes to credit cards? Who has the best travel credit cards? Who gets the most points? Who gets the most bonuses for travel? Yeah. So when you're looking at travel, I mean, I think when people think of travel credit cards, they think of like a co-branded card, you know, the American Airlines uh, MasterCard or, you know, the Hilton honors this unless you are so brand specific that you're only flying with one airline or staying at one hotel, then you really should be looking at a general use travel card. So the best one right now is the Capital One Venture Rewards credit card. That one is giving, you know, a really good uh, combination of an introductory bonus as well as ongoing rewards. If you're just looking for the sign-up bonus, as many people are, especially this time of year, then the Chase Sapphire Preferred card is a really good one. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for one without an annual fee, you know, usually the better the travel card, the higher the annual fee. Discover It Miles is a no-fee card that is also very competitive. 
So let's talk about that just in a moment. We're going to have to take a quick break. So stick with us. We're going to be back more. Jill Gonzalez, analyst for WalletHub. She's going to help us unpack the 2022 travel survey. What's going on, what the issues are, and what you can do about where you can get the best credit card rates, the whole shot. So we'll be right back. Stick with us. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of the Saving with Steve show. We're going to be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're going to talk about money, tax reductions, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving with Steve Show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on The Saving with Steve Show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us, savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton. Hey, welcome back to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money. Pretty much everything on this end relates to you having a happier, healthier day with money. Hey, if you would like to go check us out on Facebook, you can go to Saving with Steve Sexton, behind the scenes stuff, guest gifts, the whole shot. By the way, check out a few of our affiliates at UK Health Radio, AMFM 247, and BBS Radio. They're all here to help you uplift your spirits and live a life of financial personal freedom. And again, I want to welcome back analyst for WalletHub, Jill Gonzalez. Jill is a consumer finance expert, financial literacy advocate. She's going to help us unpack the 2022 travel survey, what's going on, what the issues are, and what you can do about where you can get the best credit card rates, the whole shot. Um, Jill has appeared, you know, she's appeared on um, NBC Nightly News, Fox Business News, Wall Street Live, C-SPAN, Wall Street Journal. Her take on consumer finance has been featured in publications like the New York Times, Washington Post, Fortune, and Kiplinger's. Now, we're going to have some busy travel dates fast approaching. we got the whole travel season next year. WalletHood announced the results of its 2022 winter travel survey. One of the things I do want to ask you, you know, what should people be looking at when it comes to credit cards? Who has the best travel credit cards? Who gets the most points? Who gets the most bonuses for travel? Yeah, so it is smart to pay with a credit card whenever possible because not only do the best cards for travel provide value through, you know, those rewards, bonuses, or points, or miles for every dollar you spend, but they give you $0 liability guarantee for fraud. So that's better than, you know, paying with a debit card Mm -hmm. and complimentary rental car insurance coverage. So if you are going somewhere and renting a car, that's something that, you know, you don't have to worry about or pay extra for. So that's a good idea to use for one of the majority of your travel expenses. We talked about avoiding peak season prices, you know, look at taking a midweek flight, going to a small town, renting a house instead of booking rooms in an expensive hotel if you're big if you're with a big group 
Uh, so all of those things, you know, there's free resources once you get there, like public transportation, depending on where you're going, uh, natural beauty, you know, instead of, you know, paying for more activities. Uh, so those things, I would say, are definitely something to keep in mind. And then if you are traveling abroad, using a credit card for currency conversion will usually save you about 7% on what banks and credit unions charge to convert your money. And remember that you don't want to pay foreign fees. So get a credit card with no foreign transaction fee. That'll save you up to another 4%. Yeah, I actually, every time I've done foreign travel, I've always used the credit card. It just saves me a ton. I just keep looking at those exchange rates. It's just nuts. Uh, and the fees that they charge to do that, it's something else. Um, what other tips do you have? As far as, you know, if you are getting or shopping for a new travel card, you want to choose your credit card wisely. You know, we talked about some of them, but if you're interested in a new one, you know, mainly for a quick reward score, then focus on the best initial bonuses. Mm-hmm. If you want to keep the same card for a long time, then you can place more emphasis on those ongoing rewards. And if you're worried about financing, you know, especially with a big trip, then an introductory 0% offer can probably save you more than even the best travel rewards card. So just, you know, as you are looking for a new card, if that's something you want to do before traveling, make sure that you are really thinking about your use case here. You know what? I thought that's that's a wonderful tip there. And the reason why I say that is I have one client that what she'll do is she'll go one of those zero interest rate cards for the first year and she'll go put a whole uh, big cruise special on it, get the big discount for the cruise and then pay it off through uh, through the year with no interest. And she thinks that's just wonderful. And on top of that, she gets points and stuff like that. So it really makes a big difference for her. Yeah, absolutely. So again, that's that's and that's another thing to think about if you are using these cards for different things. And we're just talking about travel. So making sure that you are just using your travel card for travel is another important tip here. I like to call it the island approach. So it's like thinking about your different credit cards like they are a chain of islands like Hawaii. You know, they're all related. Obviously, they're all your financial tools. But, you know, they're they're each used for something different. So you have your everyday card that you might pay off in full at the end of each month, your card that is for dining out or groceries, and then your travel card. So you can really easily keep track of the money you're spending as well. That's a, that's a great perspective. I've never even thought of it like that. So you're talking travel, you're talking everyday expenses, um, you're talking um like gifts, things like that, you can keep it all in line using a specific card for each one. Exactly. Yes. The island approach is a good way to think about it, especially if you're using one of them to go to Hawaii, then there you go. That's wonderful. What other surveys and things that people can go to Walt Hub to find? So here we're talking about travel credit cards, but you know, depending on if you want just your overall rewards credit card, a cash back card, a points card, specifically a miles card. Um, If you're looking at balance transfers or 0% intro offers, we have, you know, different pages for all of those things. And you can filter each one by 
your credit score or, you know, if there are particular issuers that you like working with, um, all of those different things. So you can really try to find the card that is best for you and your needs very easily because, you know, it's hard to shop for a credit card. It's very overwhelming. There's so many offers. They're changing all the time. So we try to take the legwork out of that for you. That's wonderful. And now how, how do people, uh, they just go to, uh, is it wallethub.com that everybody goes to? Yeah, then we have a website that's just wallethub.com. We also have an app available for iPhones and Androids uh, that can help you do that as well. So, you know, all your information is saved whenever you do need something new, you can head there. And there's a lot of surveys as well. You know, we were talking earlier about the winter travel survey, and you can just kind of get a gauge as to what other consumers are feeling. And usually it's the same thing that you are. Well, I love, I understand, I love to understand that I'm in the same boat as everybody else, but I also under, love to understand the different tips that Wallet Hub provides because it does make a big difference in not only my lives, but the lives of our listeners. So that's wonderful. Hey, Jill, I want to thank you for joining us today. The information you provide will make a big difference in our listeners' lives. And I just really appreciate it. Again, everybody, this is Jill Gonzalez. She's an analyst at Wallet Hub. You've probably seen her. Hey, you, you know what? Look for Jill Gonzalez if she's uh, when she goes back on, you know, Fox Business, NBC, and Wall Street Journal. Those are you know wonderful places. Wonderful, you know, it's, congratulations for being able to go on those shows. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me on yours. You have a wonderful day, and you, you know what? Be safe, be healthy. Okay, thanks. You too. Thanks. Bye bye, everybody. That was Jill Gonzalez uh, with Wallet Hub. You want to stick with us. We're going to be right back with more Saving with Steve. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of the Saving with Steve show. We're going to be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're going to talk about money, tax reductions, saving more, spending less your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving with Steve Show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on The Saving with Steve Show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us. Savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton. Hello, welcome back to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money. I truly thank you for turning in and I appreciate you letting your friends, family and associates know about the show. All the replays are available at savingwithsteve.us. If you're enjoying the stories of helpful information and hints and insights on Saving with Steve, then I encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel, our Google Play channel, 
and so on. Hey, also check out a few of our affiliates at UK Health Radio, BBS Radio, Talk Radio, New York City, and so on. All these networks are dedicated to empowering you to uplift your spirit and live a life of personal and financial freedom. You know what? Look for Jill Gonzalez if she's uh, when she goes back on, you know, Fox Business, NBC, and Wall Street Journal. Those are you know wonderful places. Today we're going to be talking a little bit about Social Security increase. So there's a couple things that we want to do, especially now that we've got significant inflation, costs are up, borrowing rates are up. It's always better to earn an interest and pay an interest when we get to the holiday season. It's called a cost of living allocation, and each and every year they calculate the cost of living based off rural. Um, standard everyday workers, not people who make a ton of money. Uh, and they check calculate inflation with that. And that increase comes up. And this year was 8.75%, which is wonderful. Uh, you know what? Almost getting a 9% increase for your Social Security. Many people like that. It's better than the one or twos. Uh, but you know what? It's only happened once in 40 years. Okay. You have to go all the way back to the 80s and then the 70s to get that high. So we're probably not going to see that type of increase again, but there's a couple things that you want to pay attention to if you're about to get Social Security or looking towards Social Security. And if you're spouse, if you're if you're married, if you've been divorced, if you've been, you know, you lost your spouse, there's a lot of things you want to take a look at. So let me hit you with a couple of things here. First of all, when you take a look at Social Security, you can start as early as 62. The full retirement age which means that your, 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 your full retirement age benefit is at 67, okay? Or if you're born in, uh, before, prior to um, uh, 19, uh, if you're born after 1960, um, and at the full, the maximum age is 70. So if you're 70 years old, your social security isn't gonna go up anymore. So you might as well just take it, okay? Uh, if you're 62 to 67, and you decide to take it at 62, the thing to know here is you can't earn very much. In fact, if you earn more than $19,600, you know what? They're going to start taking back Social Security. For every $2 you earn more than that, they're going to take back one. So you really want to understand if you're going to go back to work or work part-time after the age of 62, if you're taking Social Security, you won't want to earn too much because you can lose some of your Social Security. Now, if you get to the point where you're one year away from when you take your, your uh, Social Security benefit or your full retirement age, I'm sorry, um, you can make a little over $55,000. And then for every $3 you make, they'll take $1 away but it gives you more of a lead way. Now, once you hit that full retirement age, hey, they're not gonna take you anything. But basically what Social Security is telling you there is look, hey, if you're gonna take your Social Security early, if you're gonna retire early, we don't want you to earn too much. But once you hit to the point where your full retirement age is, uh, that 67 or 66 or whatever it is for you, you know what? You can earn as much as you like. All bets are off, okay? There's no caps, no limits, no nothing. Secondly, if you're married, did you know at full retirement age, let's say, you know what, your full retirement age is 67, you're going to get $3,000. And at 67, you turn your Social Security on and you're getting that $3,000. And you know what? Your spouse, she might have raised four kids, didn't have a chance to work. And you know what? She just turned 67 and her Social Security benefits, 500 bucks. Well, guess what? She is eligible for what's called a spousal benefit, which will give you or her uh, a benefit equal to half of yours. So that means you'll get $3,000 and she'll get $1,500. Hey, that's a big increase. So you want to make sure you check that with Social Security. By the way, if your spouse's 
Social Security benefit is more than 50% of yours. Well, guess what? She's going to get her benefit, not 50% of yours. And if you're age, if you take your Social Security benefit early, your spousal benefit will be 30% less than what she would actually receive or your spouse would receive at full retirement age. So it's important to see that. Now, if you lost your spouse, you have the ability to take a spousal benefit as early as age 60, and it's equal to 71% of your spouse's benefit at full retirement age. So that means if your spouse's benefit at full retirement age is $3,000, at 60, you'll get $2,100 a month. And you know what? You can take your spouse's Social Security benefit and you know what? At age 67, when you hit yours, you can switch up to yours. That can make a big difference. Think about that. $2,100 a year from 62 to 70, that's five years. That's like $125,000 difference. So, you know what? When you take Social Security, it's important to understand the difference between you taking 62, 67, 70 could be $10,000 decision, 20, 50. $200,000 decisions. We've had situations where people have been in, uh, have made decisions that positively affect their income and assets by over $200,000 over their lifetime. So it's a big decision and it's a guaranteed income. Next, hey, what if you're divorced? Hey, as long as you've been married for at least 10 years, you're entitled to spousal divorce benefits, which will equal to your spouse's full retirement age benefit. You'll get half if you're not there, but it'll make a big difference for you. Okay. And you know what? If you have uh, kids under the, you know, if you have kids with disabilities and things like that, you're entitled to special benefits for them as well. So you really want to look into your uh, social security benefits, especially if you're, you know, three to five years away from retiring or getting close to that 62 age or 65 or 66, because you really want to see what's in the best interest of you. You want to find some financial professional help, somebody that will uh, analyze your retirement in the context of your social security to show you, hey, this would be the best time for you to take social security because one, it's gonna make sure your assets as long as you do, give you more assets, or two, uh, and to create the highest possible guaranteed income for you. So also it's really important to calculate your own factors such as your health, longevity with your family uh, when you take your social security because if your family passes away at 72, 73, it might make more sense for you to take your social security at 62 as opposed to 70. Why? Because you're gonna get more money. Secondly, if you're waiting till the age of 70 and you're 66 is your full retirement age and you know, you're giving up $3,000 a month to get $3,600 a month, you gotta remember you're giving up $100,000 to do that. What would be the impending effect of that when you're 82, 83 to 40, you might be needing some of that money for help. So have a realistic retirement plan. Figure out how much money you'll need in retirement from all your income sources. That includes social security, savings, pensions, rental income, and more. The key here is to be realistic and honest with yourself about these estimates. Hey, don't think you're gonna make 10 or 12% a year, especially when the market's only average 8.15 for the last 20 years or so. But even then, make sure you understand the sequence of returns to make sure you have a reasonable rate of return so you're not pulling yourself short just because you overestimated. Now, be, have a realistic retirement plan requires you to think outside the box. You know, not just the numbers. You have to ask, you know, where do I plan to live when I retire? 
What will I do in retirement? Do I have a plan to work part-time or volunteer? How much do I plan to travel? These are important lifestyle questions that will help you develop a more accurate, realistic retirement plan for the long term. You want to have a plan that's based off your truths, not assumptions. Understanding what insurance plans work for you, whether it's a life insurance, long-term care covers, make sure you don't leave that rock unturned. Studies show 70% of people over the age of 65 will need some sort of long-term care. This is a big number. So I advise you to start looking into this as early as possible because the rates will be less expensive. Not all policies are the same. So this is a time to do your due diligence and make sure you know what you're getting into. Whether it be long-term care, life insurance, Medicare, there's always a little ins and outs. And those icebergs under the sea are the ones that get you. Maximizing Social Security, hey, you can start collecting at age 62 and maximize your benefits at age 70. The reality is 57% of people take their Social Security early. Why? You know what? Sometimes it's because I've worked this hard and I want the money. Others, they think Social Security is going to go away. Folks, this is not the way to do it. 57% of people, if they just wait a little bit longer with their Social Security, they can accumulate more assets. Look for ways to maximize your Social Security in the context of your retirement to match not only your income, but your retirement savings. And again, you gotta be looking at the long-term. Hey, that concludes the quick tip for today. I wanna thank you all for joining us right here on Saving with Steve. You can always go to savingwithsteve.us to enjoy those replays, get guest gifts, helpful stories. I encourage you to never miss an episode. I'll look forward to seeing you all next week right here on Saving with Steve. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll look forward to seeing you again. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for the Saving with Steve show hosted by Steve Sexton. To learn more about the show and how to become a guest or sponsor, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us. Join us again next time as we continue to talk about everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happier relationship with money. This has been the Saving with Steve show hosted by Steve Sexton.